Welcome everybody to this live recording of the Talking Dairy podcast, coming to you from Field Days 2023. My name is Ben Chapman-Smith, I'm the host of Talking Dairy, and uh, I'm very pleased to welcome Jenna Smith and Jeff Taylor here with me, I'll introduce them in a second. Finding people for dairy farming roles can be a major challenge as we know. People shortages are here to stay, and we need to find ways of making our farm jobs more competitive. But how? Well, DairyNZ has recently launched a new job competitiveness tool, which includes a competitiveness calculator and other insights. These are to help dairy farmers understand how their farm assistant job offers stack up against similarly skilled jobs in non-farming sectors and attract more applicants. So here to tell us more today are Jeff Taylor, DairyNZ Associate Strategy and Investment Leader, and Jenna Smith, CEO of Porua Farms in Thames, who was involved in the testing and development of this tool. Jeff and Jenna, thank you very much for stopping in today. Can Great I? to be here. Jeff, tell us about the new recruitment resource and calculator for farmers. What are they and what prompted DairyNZ to build them? A few years ago, we got into development of the Great Futures and Dairying Plan. And as we went through that process, it became really clear that we needed to help farmers understand what it takes to be competitive out there in the wider job market. So we know that we've got a whole lot of issues with, yeah, demographics are changing. We've got an aging workforce. Uh, We've got a low birth rate, so we're not replacing ourselves as quickly as we should. We've got uh, low unemployment and a a real rethink on immigration at the same time as well. So there's all these pressures that are coming together and making it really, really hard to find people to come and work in dairy farming. What it means is that farmers who have been used to kind of competing in a pool within the sector, all of a sudden they're having to look outside of the sector and they're not quite sure what it takes to be competitive. Mm. So What this is about is really just highlighting two farms or helping them to understand what it will take to be attractive to a bunch of people who don't currently work in the sector, but are of the sort of attitude and skill base that farmers keep on telling us that they need. When we were developing this whole um, Great Futures and Dairy Plan, we found that farmers didn't know what it took to be competitive and and they wanted to know. Mm. So that's where this has really come from. We know that Fed Farmers and Rabobank actually produce an, an internal remuneration survey which tells us about jobs in the pastoral and dairy sectors, but we don't know what it takes to be competitive outside of that or with jobs in town. So the Know the Market project really set out to answer those questions and the job competitiveness calculator is, is one part of that, so you can test your farm assistant role. Sure. But equally important, there's a whole lot of insights in there and case studies, which I think are really valuable in just helping to understand the mindset of the people that we're trying to attract. Yeah, sure. Hey, just a, a quick segue. Can you tell us a bit about a bit more about that Great Futures and Dairying Plan? Yeah, sure. So the Great Futures and Dairying Plan was launched in 2022. Um, it took us about 10 months to develop. And it was based on a whole lot of consultation across the sector with a wide range of farmers, with employers, with employees, and with other sector stakeholders. And Jenna was one of the farmers who was involved in that. So thank you very much uh, to Jenna and anyone else who listens to this that was involved along the way because their voice is really important. Mm. That plan was built on three themes in the end. It was built on shape up to make sure that we are competitive and we grow and retain the people we need in the sector. 
And that's where this competitiveness calculator and the associated tools um, insights fit in. The second part of the second pillar, if you like, is to change the job to provide modern and competitive and productive workplaces. And the third is to look in new places, which is to attract a more diverse range of employees, both ethnically um, or from different parts of, of the country. And when we were consulting, farmers told us overwhelmingly that Shape Up was actually the most important thing that we could do in the next three years to get our own act together so that we could be more attractive. And that's where the competitiveness calculator comes in. Yeah, sure. Gina, I'd like to bring you in now. Tell us about your involvement in the project and why did you want to get involved? We were approached by Dairy NZ, so we um, have a pretty close uh, relationship with the team at Dairy NZ and uh, some of the team that was involved in the wider consultation on this particular project. I guess what motivated us to get involved was that we were noticing from our own business that the labour market was getting a bit tight and um, particularly at the time where COVID was starting to uh, enter everybody's vocabulary, we saw that we were, you know, going to lose immigration or potentially people were going to go home and we might not know when they're coming back to our employment realms. I got a little bit frustrated with some of my, you know, dairy farming peers in expecting that people were going to come to us to want to work for us and really feeling like we weren't selling ourselves well enough. Why would people want to come and work for us? Why would people want to come and get up at 4am in the morning? Why would people want to work every weekend? Why would people want to do all of that and then get uh, excrement on them, you know? Attracting people from outside the industry is going to take a little bit more than just chucking a job up on fence post. And so we'd been pretty proactive and motivated in in our space and within our uh, networks to look into some of the urbanised areas. So we'd gone into South Auckland and particularly up around some of our marae, around Papakura, and used the, I guess, somewhat advantage of people being displaced by COVID redundancies. And we spoke to them and said, well, hey, what's it going to take to get your 45 minutes down the road to the country? (laughs) And then from that process, we learned, well, a few insights into what mattered to people from outside the industry, because we can speak our own speak to other farmers really well, but... I guess we weren't putting that same communication effort into people from outside the industry. So I really wanted to, I guess, share that to other people that some people don't even know we exist. So, you know, people don't know where milk comes from. Um, So they don't know that you're a viable job opportunity. So I was really pleased to get involved with the Dairy NZ team and um, and help on this project. Excellent. Hey, tell us, how can farmers use the Know the Market um, resource and the calculator when looking for new farm assistants? Yeah, so, I mean, pretty simply, jump on the website and have a look. Um, the tool's there. It's super easy to use. So you can chuck in a couple of metrics like your location and what sort of operation you're using. It's a good tool to give you an indication, but I guess maybe don't get too hung up on some of the, you know, if it gets a little bit heavy and that your location being more than 30 minutes away from a major town might mean that you've got to pay staff, you know, a little bit more. Like, it's a calculator. It's not, you know, precision. So, yeah, just jump on, have a good look. I think reading some of the testimonies that are on there and the case studies that were, uh, the team did while they were running the project, for me, they were the most valuable things when I went back and had a look, really trying to understand from people that are in similar paying jobs, at similar age to, you know, entry to work, and some of the things that really mattered to them and what would make them go dairy farming or consider dairy farming wasn't necessarily the things that we would think about. 
Can yeah. you give us some examples? Yeah, so I guess some had previous experiences or had friends and family that had previous experiences with dairy farming and perhaps, you know, they were in poor housing and they had a boss that didn't give them weekends off and uh, so, you know, word of mouth travels. The other thing was, yeah, people want to have a weekend. They want work-life balance. They've got choice. Like they can go out and earn similar money and not have to work weekends and not get up at 4am and have a life and have clear signals of career progression. So it was really interesting to hear that from some of the people that came through in the surveys. And I think if dairy farmers, you know, took the time to really understand what other people are thinking rather Mm. than expecting them to all be like us and love our land and love our cows and can't see any other way of life, everyone's different. Jeff, I was going to ask you about this as well, about these, the people you surveyed who fit the profile for a dairy farm assistant role, but who aren't currently employed in dairy, same as what Jenna's been talking about. Can you tell us about the findings? What, what did you see? Yeah, it was really interesting, Ben, and it gives us food for thought in the dairy sector. So as Jenna said, you can't just chuck a job up on farm source and expect somebody to come and fill it. For us, for farmers, they should be looking very much at hourly rates. So the top of the list for these people was good hourly rates. And if we're advertising on farm source, first of all, people won't see it. Second of all, when farmers put in negotiable, which is typically what they put in there, the potential applicant has absolutely no idea what that job is actually going to return to them. So we just need to be a little bit clearer about what our value proposition is to people who are looking for jobs, and we need to get it in front of them somehow. The other thing to note is that they do value time off. So how do we be a little bit more flexible? Yeah, people are prepared to work longer hours so long as they have choice. That was a really clear thing that came through in the case studies. Most of them were contracted to five days a week and chose to work five and a half or six, and they knew that they would be paid for every extra hour they worked. Compare that to a salary situation in a lot of dairy farming businesses, and there is yeah, quite a lot of murkiness around what the hourly rate actually ends up being for the year. It sounds like it might be all bad, but it's not all bad. Um, yeah, we did find that 42% of respondents, so it was a big number, actually priced a 5am start at only one to $2,000 more. So yeah, you would only have to offer them about $2,000 more of it at maximum to come and start at 5am in the morning. Yeah, I like my bed, so I thought it might have been <laughs> higher than that. <laughs> Yeah, this probably goes without saying, but a good team culture is also really highly rated. It's really hard to know what that actually means. But what they did say, for 81% of them, it means having a manager that cares about them. So how you actually demonstrate that you care about your team, that you look after their well-being, that you make it a fun place to work or a good place to work, is a really important thing to contemplate when you're trying to attract people from different parts of the sector. As we said earlier, when you talk to people who are in the sector, you're talking to people who have accepted the way things are currently done. They're accepting of the their current rates of pay, their current hours of work and all those sort of things. But those aren't the people that we need to come and fill our positions in the future because they're dying out quickly. We need to be attractive to a lot more people. And the last one would be career development. It's just an absolute basic. We need to help people grow. We need to give them the chance to be successful and success will be their own definition. It doesn't mean that they're going to be the CEO of Paurua. It doesn't mean that they're going to be even a farm manager. Success is an entirely personal definition. 
And if we can help our staff to be successful and to grow, I think that's a win. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. Gina, what's happening in the labour market right now? What are you seeing? We know it's tight out there. We've seen ups and downs before. Do you think it will come right? Yeah, I mean, it's a little little bit like predicting the milk payout, but um, it's coming back. My friends at DairyNZ tell me that it has come back to pre-pandemic levels. So um, I think at the moment there's roughly 600-odd jobs advertised on farm source. Now, of course, not all jobs are advertised on farm source. Some surveys done back in uh, November, December last year sort of showed that people employing staff were roughly about one staff member behind. So there's probably about 2,000 to 2,500 vacancies out there at the moment that we're short-staffed on, which I think uh, during the height of uh, the pandemic was around 4,500. So it's coming right. Uh, Now, whether that's because people have changed their systems and adapted and uh, potentially working a lot harder, and we know that is happening in our communities at the moment. Um, People are working themselves pretty darn hard to get around this. It's hard to say whether it'll come back or not, but uh, I think what's really important is in moments like this is that we've got to really look at our businesses and figure out how we can adapt and keep them agile to the conditions we find ourselves in. And with with people, people aren't systematic, right? Like It's not like changing your feed system to one, two, three or four. What works for the team you've got now may not work for the next team that you bring in. And I think we've got to really think about how we fit our businesses and how we operate with people to the people that we have involved in them. And so some of the things that you put in place now, be a higher um, remuneration package or better rostering systems, they might not be as important to the next people that you bring into your culture. So remain adaptive, remain agile with it. It's going to continue to be challenging, but it's not just us. You know, it's a challenging time out there for the whole labour market. Thanks, Jenna. Jeff, lastly, tell our listeners and, you know, where they can find the Know the Market and Job Competitiveness Calculator and the other insights? This is a really simple one, Ben, thanks. <laughs> um, just go and search for Dairy NZ Job Competitiveness Calculator on Google or you can find it on the Dairy NZ website under Recruitment in the People tab. All right. Hey, thank you very much, Jeff and Jennifer, you know, your time today and I hope you enjoy the rest of your field days. Get it. Great. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. And I just want to say a quick thank you to all of you who listen and subscribe to this podcast, both here in New Zealand and overseas. At DairyNZ, we're really grateful for your support, your feedback, and your new ideas for podcasts. And on that note, please don't be shy to drop me a line if you have any fresh ideas at talkingdairy at dairynz.co.nz. Catch you next time.